episode of TBR, a series of the EVPL Footnotes podcast. For those who haven't heard, TBR stands for To Be Read, that pile of books sitting on your nightstand, your bookshelf, or your dining room table just waiting to be read. We'll be highlighting a few of the new books, movies, library of things, and other materials coming to the library each month. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm here today with Christina, who was excited to tell us about the many number of new items that are introduced to the EVP collection each month. So I talked to TSD, which is the department that gets all of our new books. They curate our collection, and when everything arrives in boxes, they unbox everything and get it ready to get put out on the shelves. And I found out that we get quite a bit more than I ever suspected. It's not just in the hundreds, it's close to a thousand new items every single month. So this is new books, Mm -hmm. new movies, Mm -hmm. new items for the Library of Things. Yes, it's overwhelming. The list is huge. That is exciting. That means literally, I know people say this all the time, but with that kind of wide ranging collection coming in every month, that really means there is something for everyone in the EVPL collection. Yes. And we have a few things that interest us today to share with you all. Yeah, let's get started. So one of the books that's coming to our collection that I am really excited to read is Bob Dylan, All the Songs by Philippe Margatin and Jean-Michel Gaston. I don't speak French, so that's the best I can do. <laughs> but I have always been fascinated with the backstories behind um, musicians, band names, songs, mm-hmm. and what inspired them. Yeah. Uh, an example, not a Bob Dylan example, but an example is, uh, the very well-known song by James Taylor called Fire and Rain. And it's, it's a lovely song and people sing along with it. It's replayed at bars all over the place yeah. and on the radio all the time, but most people don't know the backstory. And the lyrics have some interesting things. And I remember wondering, what does he mean by sweet dreams and flying machines and pieces on the ground? And here's the backstory of that song. And so I don't want to make you sad, but when you hear the song after knowing the story, it will explain a lot. So when he was touring, James Taylor, he was touring, I believe, in Europe. Mm-hmm. And he had a girlfriend or fiance that was not able to go on tour with him. Mm-hmm. And so a group of his friends and I think some of his bandmates and stuff arranged as a surprise for her to fly out and meet him for his birthday. Oh, And so it was really sweet, and they had her on the plane, and she was on her way, and her plane crashed. And so when you hear that line, just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. That is the story behind that song, and that is the explanation of sweet dreams and flying machines and pieces on the ground. And so that makes it a very sad song, but it also gives it such a depth and yeah. a meaning, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, and just as the song, the first verse talks about, they knew right before his concert, and they just waited and let him perform his concert. Mm-hmm. And then after, they broke the news to him. And so 
maybe it's because I love history and yeah. I always like the story behind everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. But what set that up? But why did so-and-so do this? What led to this? And so, and I've always loved music. Mm. I always have said on planet Jamie, the music is oxygen. <laughs> so I like to know what's behind it. And so that's why the, even though I'm just telling a James Taylor story, this new Bob Dylan book that is coming out that talks about the writing that talks mm-hmm. about the events that talks about what was happening mm-hmm. in the world and in his life as he was writing these songs i'm i'm really interested to explore oh i bet i i love hearing like the behind the scenes stuff for usually movies and tv shows for me like i love imdb has a section that talks about like trivia in the making of and i'm always you know looking through that for cool little stories and tidbits. Yes, yes. Backstories are fascinating. Mm-hmm. I I guess I live for the aha moment. Mm-hmm. And so when I find some little nugget that I see why all of this came about, mm-hmm. I love that, ha, you know. That yeah, like you that's get. why yes, it's exactly. that way. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So what's on your list, Christina? So the first thing on my list is a picture book. Because before my current position, I was working in the children's department, and that was one of my favorite things was to sit and read the new picture books that would come in. And there's one I'm excited about. It's called Wombat Underground, a wildfire survival story by Sarah L. Thompson, and it's illustrated by Charles Santoso, I'm guessing. (laughs) Um, But it is about the Australian wildfires in 2019-2020, so very recent history. Yes. Bushfires, wildfires, they are common and good and normal, not to the extent that happened at that time. Most animals run away from fire. They run away or they fly away or they hang out in the water, but not all animals are capable of that. Mm -hmm. And wombats have their own little survival strategy in that they are an animal that burrows Mm. under the ground. And their burrows can be 90 yards worth of tunnels, I read somewhere, which is pretty extensive. So during wildfires, other animals take shelter in In the the burrows that the the wombats have dug. And so it's just so sweet and so nice that, you know, I'm anthropomorphizing a bit i suppose but <laughs> that the wombats are willing to share their house it feels for that like temporary it feels like the community coming together in a crisis exactly. kind of story mm-hmm. you know oh you broke down in front of my house come on in we'll have exactly. tea <laughs> it, it's so sweet i i flipped through a little bit of the artwork on amazon a little preview that they mm-hmm. let you see mm-hmm. a little bit and it's just beautiful art very simple and natural and I'm just really excited to read that picture book. It seems like a very sweet take on a tragic yeah. thing that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One of the things that I love about children's books, and I don't care how old I get, mm-hmm. I love a good picture book, is not just the story, which I have some absolute favorite stories, but the artwork, the various styles of mm-hmm. artwork. I you know, yes, I like to go to a proper art museum and mm-hmm. see all of this, but I love really well done art in a children's book. It's just and there's so a much variety share. and yes. just beautiful, yes. beautiful art that you wouldn't think about it. You're like, oh, it's just a kid's book, but right. there's beautiful art, absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I quite agree. Another book that's on my to be read pile is the Paris Bookseller. It's by Carrie Mayer. 
And it's a historical fiction about a book in Paris called Shakespeare and Company. It's historical fiction, so there really is mm-hmm. a bookstore in Paris called Shakespeare and Company. I've heard of that one. And it really was established, oh, I forget, I've, I've neglected to write down the years. Early 1920s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can add a footnote to our footnote, mentioning that correct here. Mm-hmm. It's a fiction around this true bookstore and how it got established. And I love, as I said earlier, I love history. And so historical fiction, I like, I like a good history, history that's written like a narrative that mm-hmm. you can follow like a story and just kind of engage with the people involved. Yeah. But I also love historical fiction because it has all the accurate elements mm-hmm. of history. But when you add those characters whose thoughts that you're getting to see and those feelings you're getting to feel with them, mm-hmm. it feels like kind of walking in that moment of history. It just for brings a it to life. Exactly. It's exactly what it does. And so I love the idea of reading a book that would put me in Paris mm-hmm. at that time in history and all the things that were happening in that time of history. And I like any book that's going to involve a bookstore anyway. So being fair. <laughs> so that got me interested. Yeah. I, I definitely have it on my, I'm going to be reading the soon list. Mm-hmm. I also have a historical fiction okay. on my list. I'm also a history person. This one is called Small World, and it's by Jonathan Evison, and it is an epic that takes place over a good chunk of U.S. history, starting with the Gold Rush and the Transcontinental Railroad. says that it is entertaining while focusing on like the big questions of life Mm. so i mean it's a hefty novel it's like close to 500 pages so So not weekend reading no it it (laughs) sounds like it's pretty hefty in both in volume and then you know it's covering almost 200 years of u.s history so i am very excited that sounds exactly like the kind of thing that will be worth reading. It will yes. take a lot of work. Yes. Not, it's not a beach read, but it'll definitely be a pace yourself kind of reading. It'll be like me spending two months slogging through, but enjoying <laughs> it. Yes. No, I get that. I like a good substantive read. Mm-hmm. I also like fast reads. I, I'm a believer in a well-rounded reading diet. Same. From candy to hearty meal depending Mm -hmm. on what you're in the mood for and things like that but i could see myself enjoying something like that i really do like the really well-written historical narratives Mm -hmm. even the ones that are utterly nonfiction. yes you know because there's just this engagement that happens Mm -hmm. with feeling like you were like at least standing on the street corner watching this happen Mm -hmm. it really brings more life into history when you can picture it in your head. And yes. it's not just yes. empty names and dates and, exactly. and stuff on a page. I always felt like people who only experience history and names and dates mm-hmm. didn't experience history at all. No, not at all. And, and so I've had history teachers that mm-hmm. really just awoke, awoke, awoken, woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had coffee yet. Um, my love of history. Mm-hmm. And I remember one particular history teacher when I was in middle school. Her name was Mrs. Green. And she would tell history stories that literally me had me thinking in my brain, 
And then what happened? And then what happened? And then what happened? She never made it seem at all boring. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I heard other people say, history is boring, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. <laughs> I did not engage with that idea at all. <laughs> it's just as good as any Hollywood movie yeah. out there. There's yes. so many Absolutely. amazing stories. Absolutely. All right. You and have another I book do. to share? I have a book for anyone who watched the inauguration. You got to see the youth poet laureate named Amanda Gorman, and she's released a new book of poetry called Call Us What We Carry. And because I've gotten to read some of her poetry, I'm impressed with her poetry. I am impressed with what a eloquent poet she is at such a young age. Mm -hmm. I think she was 17 at the time of the inauguration. I could be incorrect, but I know she's quite young, Mm -hmm. maybe 19. And, uh, and so I'm really eager to read her next book of poems, which has just landed in the EVPL collection. So it's going to be on my hold list very, very soon. Nice. Do you read a lot of poetry? I go back and forth. I do like poetry. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that happens that someone will quote something and I'll go, Oh, I need to read more poetry. Mm -hmm. But I, I do read some poetry. There's a author. I mean, I guess I should say a poet, Amanda Lovelace. And I read almost all of her works. She's got some books called, and these are not new to the collection, but they are amazing and definitely worth checking out. Um, there's one called The Princess Saves Herself in this one. Mm. Uh, the Witch Doesn't Burn in this one. The Mermaid Gets Her Voice Back in this one. There's one called Break Your Glass Slippers. I think I've heard of that series. And there's... She's written others, but those are the ones that immediately come to mind. And I love her poetry, but I kind of am all over the place. And my all of my reading is really kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm very eclectic in my taste. I like a little of everything. I completely understand. I read based on my personal whims. Yes. All the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I Sometimes I can't read two books the same right after another. And mm-hmm. then sometimes... I am in a mood for nothing but murder mysteries Mm -hmm. or nothing but historical fiction or whatever it is at that moment. So, but it's been really helpful uh, when I am functioning in the role as a reader's advisor Mm -hmm. to have read, you know, there's definitely genres that I know less about, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have the tools as a library staff member to still find those elements that help someone find a book that they Mm -hmm. like in a, genre I'm less familiar with, but reading so widely has made me often know at least where to start. You know, when they, they'll throw out a question, I'll go, Oh, Oh, I know a good author for that. Mm -hmm. And that just gets the ball rolling. And so I love seeing people's eyes light up when I hand them a book, when they were like, I don't know what to do. And I hand them a book and kind of give them the, and, and I love seeing the eyes light up when they're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is it. That's what Mm -hmm. I want. (laughs) I didn't know it, but that's what I want. That, that is a very special moment. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things. I get a little giddy and I try not to scare people in my joy. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. You should let it bubble over. I mean, share the joy. I mean, you know, there's, there's sharing and there's drowning. So, So. do you have any other books you would like to share? I think the only other one I want to mention, and this is because I love a well-written literary spinoff, a well-written spinoff of Jane Austen, a Mm -hmm. well-written spinoff of Shakespeare. 
Ooh. You know? Yeah. And in this case, um, this is a book called Observations by Gaslight, Stories from the World of Sherlock Holmes. It's by Lindsay Fay. Oh! I love... You know, I've read a lot of those classics, Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes and Jane Austen and the others. And so when someone does a really good job mm-hmm. of, you know, setting that same atmosphere. And I've read book, spinoff books, by, uh, not by Jane Austen, but Jane Austen style books mm-hmm. that the voice of that author very well mimicked mm-hmm. Jane Austen's writing style. And mm-hmm. it was rich and it was beautiful. And so I like a good spinoff as long as it's well done. And so mm-hmm. something Sherlock Holmes, which I yes. love, I do like the murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and I like the ones that have, you know, the old and eloquent language sometimes. Mm-hmm. I also like the newer stuff, but it's one of the things that I really enjoy. So when mm-hmm. I saw this pop up on the coming soon observations by gaslight is, Sherlock Holmes. I was like, yeah, I think that's one we're going to need to sit with. I like to read in the evening before Mm -hmm. bed. I put on a YouTube video with blizzard blowing in the background and I have a hot drink of something and, you know, try to Mm -hmm. make it as cozy as possible. And that's when I do my reading. That sounds like bliss. (laughs) As long as I can stay awake. Yes, it is. (laughs) Have you read anything by that author before? I have not. Have you? I have. Oh, tell me. So I've not read all of her books. I've read just one series that she has. She has several standalone. They are all historical fiction. I think she might have one that she's writing as Dr. Watson. And there's another one that I think is kind of a retelling of Jane Eyre. Oh. But the one, the series that I read, I think it's only a trilogy at this point. The first book is called The Gods of Gotham. And it is following the creation of the first police department in New York City in like 1840s, 50s. So before Civil War and... You're following one of the first private investigators, private detective kind of things. Wow. And him trying to sort out what does that job look like when it's never been done before. It's just such a wonderful picture of New York City and all of the... It feels very real. Yeah. And those are the books that I love. Mm-hmm. Those are the books. And can be overwhelming. Yes. Because depending on the subject matter, if I engage too much, it can be like, okay, we're going to have to take a breathing break for a moment, <laughs> yeah. depending on what we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know. And But I love the ones that make me really experience it. I'm sure that she has done an excellent job because, like I said, the historical trilogy that I have read by her is fantastic. Well, now I'm looking forward to it even more. <laughs> Is there anything more you want to share? I would like to share the Library of Things collection at EVPL. We are going to have a new addition to the collection Mm -hmm. each month. Each month we'll have a different theme for this entire year. January's collection is fitness. Okay. Inspired by the most common New Year's resolution that people make. I'm going to get in shape. (laughs) Yes. So we've got everything from like little sets of free weights to jump ropes to things that 
aren't necessarily exercise, but still fit in that fitness that category. That make you get active. Yes. Yes. And we have, like, we have a white noise machine for oh. use for getting good sleep. Yes. Uh, we have some of those uh, little happy lights for the seasonal depression that you feel and you don't get the sun on your face. Yes. So, yeah, all of that and more is coming in January. And we've got more stuff to look forward to in every subsequent month. Awesome. I can't wait to see all the new things added to the library of things. I think it's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we've been able to adopt it here and are going to mm-hmm. be expanding on it. Oh, yeah. Ne- next month is cooking and kitchen Ooh. gadgets. So yeah, there's some cool stuff to check out. Yeah, I'll stop in at any of your local libraries and ask what is in the collection of Library of Things, and they will let you know what's available for checkout, and we'll give you a heads up on what's coming soon. Mm-hmm. This has been a production of EVPL Footnotes. Join Jamie next month for TBR as she explores more new items coming to a library shelf near you.